Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. Pop a top again. I've just got time for one more round. Set them up, my friend. Then I'll be gone and you can live. Welcome back to Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast. Here we are. Guys, it's we're, we're winding down. It's getting sad. We have three NFL games left this year. We've been with you from week week one. We've recapped a shitload of NFL games, but now there's three left. Don't even count the fucking Pro Bowl because that, that doesn't count. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> but seriously, it's uh, we we still got a lot of shit. We guys still got a lot of shit in store for this uh, podcast. But NFL's really kind of been our our bread and butter this year. But we're excited to see we're gonna go without it. But we're not quite there yet, so we are going to talk about all things conference championship this weekend and a few other trending topics that coincidentally all have to do with football. So, I am, I'm actually very proud that both of our, our Super Bowl picks are still in line. Yes, not even so, our picks, our, our, the matchups are still in line. The matchup, yeah. So, we got matchup. Pats and Saints. Both of us had Pats and Saints randomly in the Super Bowl. Could happen, so we'll see. Was but I random? am actually surprised. Was it random though? I don't know. Not random, but like it was. It was total at chance. We do these. We do these things separately, and we both had them in our Super Bowl. Crazy, yeah, for sure. And but yeah, there there are four, and then there were four. So we're down to the last four uh, playoff teams. I mean, they could have pretty much just skipped to this point because it's one two one two on both sides. Yeah. You got Chiefs and Pats and Rams and Saints. I feel like it's been happening a lot lately in the NFL. I think I saw a stat before the playoffs started that it's been a few years since a team that oh, that played on Wild Card Weekend made it to the conference championship game or made it made it to the Super Bowl. Well, what seed were the Eagles last year? Were they they won their division? They won their division, but uh, last time a Wild Card team made it to the Super Bowl, it's been a while, like a five. I, mean, I and I see that because it's like. Our Dolphins were ma- were making a playoff push, and my thought in the back of my head was, if they make the playoffs, they will get destroyed. Yeah, but I feel, I feel like it's that way Colts, with a lot. The Colts had a legit chance. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, we're down to four. We're, we're, like Travis said, our pro- playoff brackets. I have two out of the four teams remaining. Um, I had the Bears in the NFC Championship game. Obviously, they got kicked out of the playoffs because of fucking Cody Parkey. I also had the Pats playing the Colts. The Colts obviously embarrassed themselves in Arrowhead last weekend. Travis has, Travis has three out of the four teams remaining. Yeah. Because I believe in the Chiefs. He did believe in that Chiefs. playoff win. He Only did. one, though. He did. Um, so, with that being said, um, you know, we our playoff brackets aren't bad, but they're not great. Um, Travis is actually, actually pretty solid. But like all that matters is picking that Super Bowl that Super Bowl matchup, and both of those both of us have both of those teams still in it right now. Um, but it could go very badly. It could be Chiefs Rams in the Super Bowl, which would make me gag and want to throw up. But I digress. Gambling from last weekend. This 
not so bueno. Um, I went 0-2 on Saturday. Colts got blown out by the, uh, by the Chiefs, so I missed that plus five. Cowboys, a bad beat. I had them at plus seven. They lost by eight. Yep. Same. Uh-huh. And then I went 1-1 on Sunday. I took the Pats at minus four, which they fucking steamrolled the Chargers. So I went 1-3 last weekend. Uh, bringing my record to four and five in 2019. Travis also went one and three. Um, the only game he got right was that first game, which was the Chiefs minus five. Good, good pick. Also got burnt on the Cowboys at plus seven. Chargers got their dicks kicked in. Um, you even said that was a very thin line to dance on. I did. I was like, I'm gonna do it because if they, I don't know, a few things here and there in that game, and they cover because they only ended up losing by 13. Yeah. So, also, if Dak Prescott could learn how to be an NFL quarterback, then the Cowboys could have covered. Dak Prescott is not an NFL quarterback. He's not a franchise quarterback that everyone thinks he is. Or I don't even know if everyone thinks. He's the, just play, the play calling on top of that in that game was fucking horrendous. was horrendous. I was pretty – not going to lie, guys. I was, I, was, I was pretty lit come that game. I was drinking some Proper 12 and Dr. Pepper. Um, Proper 12 and Dr. Pepper. This dude's actually pretty – Proper funny. Pepper. Proper pepper. There we go. Uh, Connor, if you somehow listen to this, proper pepper, trademark it. <laughs> hit, hit me up with those royalties. Um, anyway, Travis finished one and three on the weekend. He's four, four and one on the year um, in 2019. So we got off to a hot start in 2019, cooled off a bit, but we still have a combined record of eight, nine, and one. Our goal is to have combined between the two of us an above 500 record um, at the end of 2019. Cool. I would say I would say I'd I'd like to be a little bit I'd like to be six hundred if we can. We'll see. I don't know. Football's our bread and butter. This this year is gonna be weird. When we'll talk about that later. But anyway, um, that's our gambling recaps. But I, I think that, that that's a good goal to shoot for. You know, shoot for the shoot for the stars, and at least you'll get you'll uh, you'll get the moon. You know. So yeah. Um, with that with that being said, we're gonna roll right into the, our degenerates digest this week this week which is also kind of a conference championship weekend preview, so roll the clip. All right, so going into our Degenerates Digest and conference championship preview, um, we said that our gambling record was, what was it, 7-8-1? 8-9-1? 8-9-1, yeah. 8-9-1. I feel like we're going we're gonna to get that back above 500 this week. I'm really – Really liking the picks that I had. We have a little twist this week, though. So what we did, since there's only two games going on, is we are going to pick a line or either, either spread or over-under. Yep. And then we have our favorite prop bet from that game through my bookie. They have a lot more than Bavada does, so we went through my bookie to get these. Um, so that's a total of four picks for this weekend. Four picks apiece, so we have eight coming at you. Um, let's go ahead and start with the first game, both on Sunday this week. So a little Sunday fun day action at two Oh five. We have the Rams at the saints, um, in the Superdome and the Rams are three and a half point dogs and the over under is 57. Yeah. So we're all, we're going to kind of talk about the game and then give our picks and our pick, our gambling pick for that one. Um, you know, I have the saints in the Super Bowl. But last week they scared me a little bit. Drew Brees looked old. Uh, his arm, that first throw of the game when he threw that interception, 
His arm just looks a lot flatter than what it used to be. But I still think he gets it done. I think they have a higher-powered offense, much more so than the Cowboys, who scored 22 against the Rams in L.A. last weekend. Um, being in the Dome, I think, is going to be the big difference in, in the Superdome. It's very – I don't know if you listen, if you guys had the game turned up. You know, yeah, it was loud. In a high volume. It was fucking loud in there um, when they played the Eagles. So I think that's going to take the young players like Goff out of the game, um, really kind of rattle them a bit. And I – so I think the Saints are going to win, but I'm not confident in the spread. Um, three and a half to me seems like – it could be a three-point game, so I, I don't feel confident picking them at minus three and a half, but I also don't feel confident picking the Rams at plus three and a half because I also think the Saints could blow them out of the water. With that being said, I do think that the Saints will win, but I'm going to take the over in this one as my pick for the game, my gambling pick for the game. Yeah. Um, I like that. Going off of what you had said with the with Drew Brees looking old, um, I mean, it still doesn't still doesn't matter. They're going to put points up on the board. When they played the Falcons, like later on in the year, he only had 170 yards, but he had four touchdowns. So I feel like he can take it there. Um, so this is definitely going to be a high-powered game. So my pick is also the over. Got to be the over of 57. This matchup earlier on in the year when they played went for 80 total points, and the Rams' offense is much better than the Eagles. So I think that the Saints will be pressured to score more instead of being comfortable with the lead because they won't have much cushion. As were last week, they got comfortable when they got when they built up that lead in the second half, um, and they can they're able they're a team that can bleed the clock out like no other. But they won't be able to do it here if the Rams keep scoring. So uh, I think that that they'll they'll be forced to score more, causing the over to go to hit for sure. Yeah, and I'll, yeah, I, I agree and. I'll go ahead and eat it. You know, I think uh, the Rams missing Todd Gurley or not because C.J. Anderson got a lot of the carries last weekend. Oh, fatty? Yeah, but he – I mean, hey, he filled it in, dude. He's given a – for all you guys out there that have dad bods, you know, C.J. Anderson should be your fucking idol. I mean – Dude, that is not – I don't even know if that's dad bod. That's just fat. He looks like a fucking busted pack of cookie dough is what he looks like. <laughs> Like, I saw a picture of him when he was with the Broncos, and he looks like he's put on 40 pounds. So fucking skinny, man. But, hey, shouts out to him for potentially playing in the Super Bowl. Was he with the Broncos when they won it? I'm pretty sure he was. I, I think so. I mean, you try to tackle that little short, frumpy fucking <laughs> guy. Like, he's coming at you quick. He He's taking a lot of the carries, though, which is really weird to me because if Todd Gurley – Gurley's girl, not 100%. He's not 100%. Straight yeah. up. Yeah, it is. I mean – but it doesn't matter. I mean, I think their offensive line is good enough to where anybody can, can succeed there. So, yeah, even that uh, that Malcolm Brown guy. Yeah, uh, you say he got a lot good. of carries in the he's doing good. Yeah. So my prop way. bet I like for this game though. Um, I don't know how to pick the same one. There's tons of prop bets for this. I picked the Saints total points. Okay, I did not. Yeah. The 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 prop bet for the Saints total amount of points is thirty and a half. So obviously, anytime Vegas picks a spread, they if the over under is fifty seven, they put the Saints total over under at, at thirty and a half, and the Rams was like twenty six and a half. Yeah, we're like right the spread would make. That's right at fifty seven. I think the Saints will end up winning, and I think they'll end up winning by more than one score. 
So I think the over is going to hit. So I think the Saints are going to win by more than one score. I think they're going to score more than 30 and a half points. I could see them getting four touchdowns and a couple field goals to get like 34 to 37 points here. I think I can see it be like a 37-28 game, something like that, um, where the Saints score like a, a last-second touchdown. You know, they're only up by a field goal, and they score like a they're, – they're up like 31-28, and they score a last-second touchdown to go up 38-28. I can see that happening. Um, so I think that I'm going to take the Saints – Total points at 30 and a half. I'm taking the over on that one. I can see that. They scored 45 last time they played the Rams in the Superdome, so they can do it again. And the Eagles have a much better defense than the Rams. I think everyone's like, well, they only oh, beat the Eagles. No, they definitely they only, do. Yeah, they only scored X. Well, how many, I can't remember what the final score was off the top of my head. It was like 20 to 14. Yeah. Like, they only scored 20 points with the Eagles. The Eagles have a much better defense, much better pass. The secondary rush. is a lot better than the Rams. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that's I don't, I don't think defense plays plays a part in the Rams this weekend. I do like that. I mean, it's going to have to probably have to happen if our over is going to happen. So it's kind of a hand in hand. Yeah, which mine kind of also goes hand in hand. Mine is Michael Thomas's receptions. It's oh, it's the over under is seven and a half. Oh my God, hammer that over. Yeah, so I hit over. I mean, if this is going to be a high scoring game, I didn't I mean, see that one earlier. Even regardless, if this game is going to be even remotely scoring at all. He's going to catch 8 to 12 passes. He caught, like, that, he caught like 14 last weekend, right? Uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was like right around 14. He's first in receptions in the NFL this year. And this line at over 7.5 is at minus 115. So that's like, a, that's like a spread bet. And it's an average payout, but it's good enough. And I'd be willing to say 100% this is a no-brainer over 7.5 catches. 12 catches for 171 yards and a touchdown last week against the Eagles. And they can't stray away from a recipe that worked against a good Eagles secondary. No. So if you're going to, I mean, if you're playing the Rams, you have a, an average. Especially, secondary. yeah, especially when Marcus Peters is going to be on them, which we'll talk about later in the training topic segment. But yeah. Dude, I mean, I didn't I, so you, it was seven and a half, huh? Seven and a half is what it was earlier. That's easy money, man. Yeah. Easy so. By the way, I feel old as shit because I looked up Michael Thomas, and he was born in 1993. He's 25 years old. Awesome. Right in the right in between us. Fucking awesome. Um, so we re- so we had, you know, four four picks there. Really, only three because we had both had the over. Both had the over, and I took Saints over total points at 30 and a half, and you took Michael Thomas over receptions uh, at seven and a half, which I think is a. Out of all three of those, I think that's probably the most sure thing. I would, I would like to think so as well. I saw that. I was like, "Did you get that on uh, on my bookie?" Yeah, I was, and I was looking for that exact stat. I was like, "Let me," because I remember Michael Thomas last week was just like pissing me off with how many fucking catches he had, and he gets up and he does this little flex. Yeah, he's a monster. Anyway, let's go ahead and roll into the to the late night game, which is gonna be a fucking bone chilling cold one. We have the Pats at the Chiefs. On the road, and the Pats are dogs. Yeah, uh, that blows my mind. Same, dude, same. That's why I wrote that blows my – them being underdogs is a bit crazy to me. I understand Kansas City's way better, but the Pats are here every year. Uh, so the Pats are three-point dogs. The line is Chiefs minus three or, or Pats plus three, however you want to look at it. Travis, I'll let you go ahead and go first. You know that Tom Brady is going to be bumping some 50 cent before the game. If you saw his his workout video earlier on in this week, you know that the Pats are going to win by 100. 
No, but for real though, um, the Pats are plus three, but this is a very close line to take. And I'm going to do it anyway because plus three all day long, I see them winning this game. Yep. So the plus three for me wasn't even a question. Um, they The temperature for Sunday night is going to reach as low as negative 10 in Kansas City at Arrowhead. That is cold. And I know that, that the Chiefs playing that all year round, too, and so well, do the Pats. Uh, not really. They don't play it an all year not round. Not all year round, but, I mean, they have some cold games. They they really do. But other than that, I mean, the, the Patriots are an older team. They're more experienced. They play in that weather all the goddamn time. Um, and if we we saw that Patriots team last week, so we, we know what they're capable of in the playoffs. So I'm going to pick them plus three even to win. Yeah. I mean, like you said about the weather or in, and about them playing that weather all the time, the Chiefs are so young, not a lot of them have played this late in the year. The right. Pats players have been here time and time again playing in these, in these cold weather games. So They're just all old. Yeah. To, to no one's surprise, I'm also going to take the Pats at plus three. I almost want to say money line, but just to be safe, I'll take them at plus three. Yeah. Um, the stat you're going to hear all fucking week, all fucking weekend, and all day on Sunday and the pregame show leading up to the broadcast, probably even right before kickoff, is that Tom Brady hasn't won a road playoff game since 2006. You know why he probably hasn't? He doesn't have a lot of chances. They haven't to, played on the road. They don't, they don't have, he doesn't have a lot of chances <laughs> to play road playoff games. They always have that number one seed. The last time he played in one, was in 2015 in the AFC Championship game against a Denver Broncos team led by Peyton Manning. And that team was on a fucking destiny. So let's go ahead and scrap that one. However, if you look back at it, Tom Brady is 3-4 and four on the road in playoff games. That's kind of, that's kind of alarming. But I don't care. But I, listen, I have some stats that are going to really sway everyone to hammer Pats plus three. With that being said, Tom Brady is 5-1 and one in sub-20-degree weather games <laughs> and 24-4 and four in sub-30-degree weather games. Jesus, man. Why are you laughing at me? It's just like <laughs> – it's just one of those stats. It's like when the wind's blowing 10 miles an hour, uh, he's going to throw a touchdown pass. But, no, like, I mean, it, it makes sense. I like it. Like, they play in cold weather, and he fucking is good at it. Yeah, five and one in sub twenty degree weather, twenty four and four in sub thirty degree weather, and Patrick Mahomes grew up in Texas, guys. Yeah, doesn't went get Texas, that cold in Texas. Yeah, went went to Texas Tech, so I think hammering the Pats at plus three is an easy bet here. For for if I had to pick a quote unquote lock of the week, that would be it. Yeah, I agree, and it as much as it pains me to say. Just do the, all all the implications with with betting and the way that our that like one of my brackets is going. I just have to like be going for the Patriots here, which just kills me on the inside. It's gonna be a fun game because those brutally cold games in January are always fun in the playoffs. Yeah. So hopefully, prop, what's your what's your prop bet? My prop bet. All right, here we go. Julian Edelman receptions. I saw the I. Saw the Michael Thomas one and was like, dude, Julian Edelman is a target machine these last few weeks. Julian Edelman receptions over under six and a half. Okay. Okay. That's, I feel like that's very low. 
Let's he had 11 catches last week. He did have 11 last week? Okay. Going in with the star wide out here who's been targeted, you know, a pretty insane amount over the last few weeks of action. This is Tom Brady's number one now that he's been kind of straying away from Gronk or just Gronk's not open. But and I'm going to stick to my guns that this game is probably be high scoring as well um, and say that if, if the Patriots are going to win and score a lot of touchdowns, Edelman's going to have to have at least eight to ten catches. Yep. Going off that, my prop bet is the total touchdowns the Patriots are going to score. And this one, I don't – I mean, this is great. I, I just seem super – It was two and a half, wasn't it? Two and a fucking half. Two and a half. Take the over. The Chiefs' defense is horrendous. Everyone's going to be like, but they showed up last week against – Sony Michelle went out of yes. his mind. Yes. He could have three touchdowns himself. I will eat crow and say Marlon Mack didn't do as – the Colts' offense – as a whole, was horrendous last week. Yeah. And the Patriots aren't going to show up in a playoff game that they know if, hey, if we win, we're going to the Super Bowl, they're not going to show up like that. So I think they at least scored three touchdowns here, if not more. Like Travis said, I can see it being a high-scoring game. I can see both teams scoring four to five touchdowns apiece. So, Pats, total touchdowns in the game, over-under is two and a half. Hammer that over because that's what I'm taking. I like it. We'll start looking more into prop bets from now on. Seriously, though, like, I don't know. I guess we just never thought about him for locks of the week. I mean, we do talk about spreads. We're getting – got to get innovative. But prop bets maybe something we'll be looking at more in the future. So, again, those are our picks. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we both – yeah, we'll see, how, we'll see how, the, how this weekend pans out. We both had in the Rams at Saints. We both took the over at 57. For my prop, for my prop bet, I took the Saints total points – over of 30 and a half. Travis took Michael Thomas receptions over seven and a half. And then for the Pats and Chiefs, we both took Pats plus three. For his prop bet, he took Julian Edelman total receptions over six and a half. For me, I took the Pats total touchdowns over two and a half. So we'll come back, reevaluate those next week. Next week's show is going to be really interesting because there's no football that weekend besides the Pro Bowl. So we'll have to come up with something cool. But with that being said, we're going to roll right into our trending topic segment and talk about four different things, all football related. So let's get it. All right. So we're back this week with the trending topic segment. We got four kind of very topical things we're going to talk about all football related. The first one being obviously big news was that Kyler Murray, the Heisman trophy winning quarterback from the university of Oklahoma, Decided to pick football over Ooh. baseball and declared for the NFL draft. However, I was reading that he can still technically back out and go play baseball. His agent said he's going to be at spring training in February. because um, one of those stunts like Russell Wilson does. Yeah, well, apparently he entered his name in the draft, which doesn't officially mean he has to go to football. He just wants to see where he's going to get drafted. Yada, 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 all this bullshit. But anyway, Kyler Murray. So, you know, really, we just want to chat real quick. Travis – if he, assuming he does stick to football, which I'm, I think he will, because there's more money to be had in football. Huh, let's see, make millions of dollars and play in front of hundreds of thousands of fans, or go play in front of two thousand fans who are only there for a free hot dog for two years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I get, I get the why he picked football. I just don't think that his size and the way he plays is belongs in the game. 
And we see it with Lamar Jackson, and he's like six inches taller. I think he reminds me more of Mike Vick, but again, Mike Vick was like six foot three, six foot four. I mean, he's he's like five eight, man. It's just, five nine. They're saying five nine, but yeah, yeah. But with still. like fucking three inch cleats on. Yeah, I, I get it, and they and they knock Baker for the same thing, but Baker is, is six foot one, six foot two, or something like that, right? Six foot. Uh, he's at least six foot. It's Kyler Murray is so small. Uh, on his Wikipedia page, he's listed as five eleven, which is the same height as Russell Wilson. That's not even close. Yeah. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Um, I was just looking at his tape, and I just don't see him panning out. Yes, he may come out and have some good games wherever he goes. But I do not see him being Russell Wilson-ish. Cam yeah, Newton. I, I've been I've been hearing like the comparisons I've been seeing are Patrick or to Patrick Mahomes. Which let's fucking pump the brakes on that right now. Patrick Mahomes, like he doesn't actually run that much. No, he's and he's also six foot three, and he has incredible arm strength. Like. If Patrick Mahomes played baseball, I feel like he'd be a fucking outfielder almost. But Kyler Murray, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Like, reminds me of like a shortstop, a second baseman. You know, he's very shifty, can throw off balance. But I feel like that's going to get you in a lot of trouble in the NFL. And I've been reading in some places where some scouts have him graded as a second, third round talent. Mm. No doubt. Talent wise, yes. He's a quarterback, though, and he's one of the top five quarterbacks in the draft. So it's going to put him in the first round. And where does he land? I mean, if if the Cardinals didn't draft Josh Rosen last year, Kyler Murray gets picked number one this year. Yeah, they they can't abandon Josh Rosen that quick. They can't. And I'm saying that there's it's a possibility of something crazy at left field happens. <laughs> literally left field um <laughs> baseball you would land with the cardinals <laughs> because cliff kingsbury loves this guy um i mean but i do see him as getting drafted top five just because quarterbacks are valued way higher than any other position oh only way he goes top five is if someone trades up to get him because i see the giants taking him at five the giants are six i thought are they six i think they're six okay, i see the giants taking him at six then Sorry, I thought they were. I five. think someone will trade up to get him at five. I mean, and I don't. The Giants' offensive. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that will work for the Giants because their offensive line is so bad, and he has enough escapability to kind of combat that. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> I guess. I mean, you, you got to think of how he performed against Alabama's defensive line, and it's going to be twice that. But he put up points, though. He put up points. Yeah, we'll see. I don't see him. I don't see him panning out. 
he should stick to baseball. I would actually be okay with him going to baseball and may root for him. Football, I'm going to be totally against Well, him. with that being said, like, the dude got a fucking – I can't remember how, how much – I think it was like seven, eight million signing bonus. What does that say about, about Major League Baseball, that he would rather pursue a, a career where he's more injury-prone, probably a shorter career – and he's like, I'm gonna go pick this sport that's really gonna that's gonna make me have CTE later on in life, and where I'm gonna have a career that could last five years. It's not good. I think a lot of people are, a lot of these athletes are like straying away from baseball. I mean, if you think about it, you don't really get a huge payday unless you're drafted in the top or in the first Which he round. Was, I mean, he would get he would get a signing bonus. No, he'd get good. I'm talking about if you're not drafted in that first round, your payday is not good. It's a it's a long road, but in like, like six said, like, years, he would spend like well those first round picks is usually two to three, but he would spend two years playing in fucking double A and triple A ball in front of you know four thousand fans max that are just there for the the dollar beer night, you know, right? So I mean, it's a long it's a very long and slow play to go to the MLB, and it's just something that needs to be changed. Like I know as the card like as a Cardinals fan. I've been seeing these last few years, our first round draft picks and just looking at them. I don't know where they are. Just sit there. Yeah. Like I, as a, as a baseball fan and I'm, we're pretty diehard baseball fans. Like I don't give a shit. I don't follow my farm system. Like no to, to a T. If you're not in the MLB, I don't care unless you're like our top prospect in AAA. I think the bottom line is what it says is that he would have a longer, less star studded career in the MLB. Cause think about Mike Trout, think about Bryce Harper, the MLB does not market their stars as well as the NFL does. But you have to be you have to be a top premier player at the quarterback position to be star studded. Like you think of you think about your average quarterback and that's gonna be him. I'm saying know. if you went up to an average sports fan that has an average knowledge of baseball and football and you ask him to name the name the top five baseball players, they are gonna have trouble you know, naming like the top That's five true. stars. If they, if you ask them name five quarterbacks in the NFL, even 10 quarterbacks in the NFL, they're going to rattle them off like nothing. So I think that's why he's doing it. However, it was interesting to me, Deion Sanders, who was a two-way athlete. Yeah. Said that he would, said he would pick up the baseball bat and go play baseball. I that mean, was interesting I, to me, at least. You have a lot, I don't know. I feel like it's a lot less, you know, stress on your body. You're gonna you're gonna be a millionaire regardless. It's almost thinking about like long term versus short term, like longevity of your life, longevity longevity of your career. Yes, football is gonna be more intense, gonna be more star set right out of the gate. You're gonna make more money right out of the gate. But who knows if he's even gonna make it? Because football, I feel like football on the professional level is so much different than baseball from college to professional. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Because you can get so much stronger in football where strength in baseball isn't near as of a concern. If you can hit in college, you're going to be able to hit in the MLB. I feel like that's, that's pretty close to being relevant. Yeah, it's going to be interesting what he does over the next couple of months if he decides to go to spring training um, and where his grade is. Regardless of his grade, I think, like, like you said, I think he's going to go top 15. I wouldn't be surprised if our Dolphins picked him at 13, which would drive me fucking insane. Because I don't think that's the answer. I, I think not want Kyler Murray on my team. No, no. Regardless of what team I I am, regardless if I need a quarterback, Kyler Murray is not the answer. That's yep. that's all I'm gonna say. 
Yep. We'll see. Um, I wish the kid luck though. I think he's a real, really good guy. I really, he's, he's got a good head on his shoulders. I just think he needs to kind of think about long-term rather than short-term, but right now he's thinking he's seeing dollar signs and also last thing, last thing I'll throw out there before we move on. I feel like if he was drafted by anybody else, a big market team that wasn't fucking Oakland, he might have gone to the MLB. Like say he got drafted by Boston or Chicago, New York, even fuck Miami or Houston. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, a lot of things that that young people like him don't see is like, you will be able to make it to the pros a lot quicker in that system than you will Boston or New York. Yeah. We'll see. I think no matter what he cho- what he chose, his minor league career in baseball will be a lot shorter than anyone else's, just because just because of his star sided potential. Yeah. Um, sure. Anyway, we're gonna move on to our next trending topic, and I kind of threw this one in there for fun. But Marcus Peters and Marcus Peters had a had an interview after the Saints played the Rams earlier in the year, and the Saints <laughs> beat the Rams in the locker room. Here is what. Apparently, Sean Payton was, you know, jawing on the sidelines. Here is what Marcus Peters said about Sean Payton. Tell Sean Payton, keep talking that shit. We're going to see him soon. You feel me? Fair enough. Yeah, because I like what he was saying on the sidelines, too. So, tell him, keep talking that shit, and I hope he see me soon. You feel me? And then we're going to have a good little, nice little bowl of gumbo together. Yeah, Marcus Peters, you're going to have a nice bowl of gumbo on that flight back home to L.A., when you're going to fucking watch the Saints play in the Super Bowl. Yeah, dude. I mean, Marcus Peters was great in Kansas City, but it seems like in L.A. he hasn't take off. Dude, not even – his attitude, even when he was in Kansas City, is horrible. He got thrown out of a game for fucking throwing – picking up a penalty yeah. flag and throwing it in the stands. He's terrible. He's a childish player, and I hate him. Yep. Dude, Mike Thomas is going to go off for like 200 yards and three touchdowns on his ass. I hope so. I mean, Marcus Peters, he didn't even do that good last week. No. Against the Eagles wide receivers who were all no, right. They played the Cowboys. Or, fuck, I'm sorry. Against the Cowboys wide receivers who, I mean, aren't the great. Cooper. Yeah. And he did all right against them. And now we're about to see him match up against Michael Thomas. It's not going to be Look. good. He's the hundredth ranked cornerback on Pro Football Focus. So he, like you said, needs to shut his uh, shut his ass up. It's gonna 100. be hundred. That's say I don't even. That's bad. I didn't know that was that bad. Hundred. So you got to think. There's thirty two teams, and there's probably two starting corners on every team. So he's like that's like. Yeah, that's that's not good. No, Terrible. not great. Terrible. On Pro on Pro Football Focus, according to them, that is average. I would say it's a little bit below average, but I would say below average. Anyway, but we just, to, we just want to talk about that because I think that that's going to come back to bite him in the ass and it's going to roast him. Because I think Sean I Payton, Sean Payton is a guy with grudges. We're talking about the coach that had the bounty gate shit going on a couple of years, uh, you know, eight years ago. I mean, you saw what he did to the with the players to pump them up for the last game, like bringing in the the stacks of cash and the Lombardi Trophy. You you know damn well that's. With his receiver crew and everyone else, he's like, hey, this is what he said about us. And this yeah, is like me. that typical, like, you know, every time you lose to a team and you know you're going to, you know, you may see them later on in the year, uh, what a coach tells you is don't become poster material. And I guarantee you, Marcus Peters is a fucking poster in their locker room this week with to give the motivation. So 
You became post material, Marcus Peters. Congratulations. You're going to get fucking mossed this Sunday. I hope so. Moving on to that, next one, we're going to talk about another NFL player, Antonio Brown. So the dude wants out of Pittsburgh. Um, A lot of speculation on what's going to happen. So really kind of two things I want to touch on about Antonio Brown is Travis's, where do you see him going? Like where's a good landing spot? And what can the Steelers realistically expect in return in a trade for Antonio Brown? So the stereotypical, or not stereotypical, but where, I mean, I guess he's projected to go if he were to leave, where the, would be the 49ers, and he would be a great fit there. Yep. Just Garoppolo coming back, and their wide receiver core really isn't very good. They have Marquise Goodwin. Marquise Goodwin. Yep. I mean, and they have a stud tight end coming up in George Kittle. Um, but other than that, their wide receiver core is very weak. I can see him going there. You get to live in San Francisco. Compared to Pittsburgh. Um, compared to Pittsburgh. As far as what they could expect in return, um, I mean, you're going to – you're you're sending off a player who has a, a large contract. Yeah. And so who has a big, big cap hit. So in return, you can't expect a whole lot. He has great talent. This is what I have in return. I have – you get a second and a third round pick, and the Steelers secondary is not very – very solid. So I say you get a strong veteran secondary player. Um, maybe uh, Richard Sherman. Second, third, and Richard Sherman for Antonio Brown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. See, my only thing is that Amari Cooper got a – they got a first-rounder for Amari Cooper. And Antonio Brown's way better than Amari. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, Amari Cooper's doing good in Dallas, but I feel like they they reach by giving them a first-rounder. Yeah, I think if you get a second and third, if you use those – the second and third-round picks are, are good picks. I see – see, I get first and a third. In I can see a first and like a supplemental, like a first and like a sixth, or a first and like a seventh for Antonio. Actually, if Brown. you give me a first and Richard Sherman for Antonio Brown, I'm sending you away. I could see that. I could also see your second, third, in a in a veteran secondary player yeah. as well. I mean, either way, I don't see two firsts or multiple like three picks. And I also don't even think it's going to hurt hurt Pittsburgh because I think no, Juju, and it's not. That's the thing they can yeah. afford to. Yeah, Juju's going to be a great number one guy there. He doesn't have bitch. He's a, he's a good locker room guy. Yeah. I don't know. So is your picks, is your pick like where you think he'd be best? It would be in, in, in San Fran. I had, I, I also had San Fran as well. I think you'd do good against a opposite of Marquis Goodwin. Marquis Goodwin, I think is better as a number two guy. Cause he's kind of that deep threat, that speed guy, kind of like Tyree kill. Um, whereas Antonio Brown can kind of make moves all over the field. So if he's a number one guy, Marquise Goodwin's your number two. You also have George Kittle coming off the line over the, over the middle and in the creases. That's a fucking dynamic-ass offense. I had, I mean, with, with that quarterback coming back, I mean, sure, every, every fucking team could use a wide receiver. Pretty much every team in the NFL could use Antonio Brown. Yeah. So, as far as where he should go, 
once live in San Francisco, got Jimmy G coming back. I feel like they're the only team with potential of adding a couple dynamic players that could over, like beat the Rams. Yeah, and they have the draft picks. They haven't. They didn't like make a lot of trades this year, so they have the picks to give away. The only other first off, right off the bat, I think you can rule out any other team in the AFC North. Pittsburgh's not going to trade them to trade them to Cleveland, uh, Baltimore, or um, fuck, who's the other one? I always I always forget the other one. Cincinnati. He's not going to trade. He's not going to get traded to any any of those three teams. I think he's. They're not going to trade him to New England like the fucking Browns did to Josh Gordon, which ended up not working out anyway. But it is what it is. The only other team I think would make a great fit, and I think you're going to probably agree with me on this, Seattle. That's kind of what I, I like. Right quick, I was like, San Francisco. And then I thought of Seattle because who they have Tyler Lockett. Yeah, Tyler Lockett and Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin's thirty years Doug old. Baldwin's so old. He's done, he's old. Lockett's twenty six. So Brown, Antonio Brown's not that young. Uh I think he's like twenty six, twenty seven, maybe. Yeah, I was gonna say twenty six. I don't know, but like I was just thinking of imagine a team with Tyler Lockett and Antonio Browns. He's dude, he's thirty. Never mind. Antonio Brown's thirty, yeah. So I was gonna say I I didn't think he was he was very young. He played well, he's, he's a lot better than Doug Baldwin. Yeah, he, he plays like he's younger than thirty. That that's yeah. the thing. Um and like again, like I said, I think that since if, if he were to go to San Fran, then I could see them trading away a second and a third in Richard Sherman. If he goes to Seattle, I think Seattle's straight up just like, hey, here's a first and a sixth. Give us give us Antonio Brown. Do you see them trading away Russell Wilson? Fuck no. Not a chance. Dude, I don't know. Because Russell – I mean, they've had him for a while. His contract's probably about to be up unless he's renewed it recently. I don't know. But I think if you if you put Russell Wilson with Tyler Lockett and fucking Antonio Brown, that's going to be a very, very dynamic offense. I'm actually that's looking true. up. Looking up his Russell Wilson's contract right now, and he is signed. Oh shit! Damn, next year's his last year on contract. I was gonna say, and you got to think that the Steelers are probably looking for a quarterback. So soon. Yeah, but they're not gonna. That's not a trade. But anyway, I think the best fit overall, like you said, is San Fran. No, yeah, I'm, I was just I, saying. I just thought of Seattle. Like, right. Seattle could. Seattle was like one good receiver, one one or two good p- offensive pieces away this year from making a run at the Super Bowl. So uh, when they thought it was, when they thought it was going to be a rebuilding year, mm-hmm. anyway, that's the thing about Antonio Brown. I like Travis's idea of getting like second or third and like a veteran player. I think they could also get a first and a late round pick out of him as well. Um, but since Amari Cooper got a first round pick, I feel like that's kind of the standard, especially with a guy like guy like Antonio Brown. Amari Cooper is, 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 a hell, is a hell of a lot younger. I would say first, if you're going to get a first for Antonio Brown, you're going to have to throw a player in there too. Yeah. Like not just a first and a complimentary pick is going to do it. You're going to have to get a first and a player. But yeah. Either way. So our last trending topic is it was literally just announced today that Jalen Hurts, the quarterback from the University of Alabama, is transferring to Oklahoma. So Travis – what are your thoughts on this, and how do you see it kind of playing out for both Jalen and for uh, the Sooners? 
I mean, it's definitely good for Oklahoma. I don't know who they had coming in after. What a fucking run of quarterbacks, man. Yeah, you get Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and Jalen Hurts now. Who, And I think Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Tua. I don't know whatever. Like, I get Tua as a good quarterback, but I don't know what everyone sees in him that's like, he's going to be great in the NFL. Tua is a great pro-style quarterback that will translate better to the NFL than Jalen Hurts. But as far as college quarterbacks go, I think Jalen is way better. Dude, Tua, he's he's got knee issues. He's he's hurt, and I feel like that's going to be an issue moving forward. Um, but this, I mean, it's great for Oklahoma as far as them dominating in the Big Twelve the past few years. It's awesome. I don't see it affecting them in any other way. But great. I was honestly hoping Jalen Hurts was going to go to Auburn. That would have been amazing. Yeah, the Iron Bowl next year would have been. Insane. Oh my God. I hope, though, that they meet each other in the playoffs because that would be ultimate revenge phase. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is like, I would fuck love you guys. That. I'm going to beat your ass because if it wasn't for Jalen Hurts, if it wasn't for Jalen Hurts, Alabama is not even in the playoffs this year. They would have nope. lost to Georgia in the SEC championship game. And honestly, I think Georgia was the only other team in college football this year that could beat Clemson. Yeah, I think I mean that game would have been a lot better. Their offense, I don't know. It would, who knows what would have happened. That's a lot of what ifs, but definitely Jalen Hurts. I mean, kept that team going, kept that team afloat, and twenty six and two as a starter. Twenty six and two. It's crazy. It's crazy to me that you're going to bench a guy who's twenty six and two, won you a national championship, and took you to another playoff. Yeah. Um, I saw a little tweet earlier today that was like twenty nineteen college football playoff. Jalen Hurts in Oklahoma versus Tua in Bama. Jake Fromm in Georgia versus Jake or uh, the transfer, yeah. The field, the Justin Fields at Ohio State. That would be crazy. That'd be crazy, yeah. That would be insane. So, I just think like between that and think of the past two quarterbacks, so Jalen Hurts being the third now, that Lincoln Riley's gonna have the opportunity to coach at Oklahoma. He had Baker Mayfield. Baker can scramble, has has a cannon. Kyler Murray, Kyler can, scr- Kyler can scramble, has a cannon. Jalen Hurts can scramble, has a decent arm. But I think mobile quarterbacks that are able to sense a pocket, like Jalen can, like Baker can, like Kyler can, no one to escape and get rid of the ball and throw the ball on target on the run, work great in his offense. And, man, I just I, I see it turning out very well for the young man, and I really hope he has a, has a good year next year and he's actually up for the Heisman. Um, I would love to see that. If the, if Oklahoma had three Heisman winners back to back to back, that would be amazing for them and their program. And I mean, I'm not a, a giant Oklahoma fan at all. As a matter of fact, I'm not a huge fan of Oklahoma, but I like, I love Jalen hurts. I loved Baker. Wasn't a big fan of Kyler Murray, as you guys all know, but it'd be awesome to see him win the Heisman and be awesome to see him take them to the playoff or, and or beating Alabama in the playoff. It's not to say you can't sleep on uh, Mizzou's old Kelly Bryant next year. Um, It'd be great to see as well. Yeah. So it's gonna be should, it's gonna be a fun year in college football, and I can't wait. It is. It is. Two hundred and twenty-two days away, guys. Just kind of keep that in the back of your head. Um, but that's gonna wrap up our trending topics segment. Uh, we got uh, that was a good banter back and forth. I feel like those those are some good topics to talk about. Yeah. Uh, gonna try to incorporate that from every every episode here on out because. I think there's a lot of shit that happens, but from the time we record these things to the next time we record these things, 
So now and I'm going to start taking notes on my phone anytime I see anything that I think we should talk about, you know? Yeah. And if there's something that you like, rather than a Q and a that we did earlier on in the show, if there's a topic that you guys would like to hear and you guys would like to hear us talk about, go ahead and tweet it at us or send it to us. We'd, uh, we'd love to talk about stuff that you guys would, would like to hear. For sure. So that's going to do it for that, for us this week. Remember we have those stickers available. Actually only two more left, right, Travis? Uh, no, four. Four. We have four more four left. left. Um, they're flying off the shelves like hotcakes. We also are kicking around the idea. Actually, I'm kicking around. It's probably going to be a thing no matter what. We're going to come out with shirts, and we're going to probably, when we come out with those, we'll probably set up some kind of Google order form to where you guys can submit your orders on uh, Google and pay us through Venmo or, or uh, whatever, Apple Pay. Um, yeah. They're going to be sick. Travis and I are going to order a couple for ourselves to see how we like them. We're going to get those ordered again. You know, it's awesome getting that merch out here. We love you guys putting us on your Yetis, you know, putting us on your fucking MacBooks, whatever that may be getting out there, get that gorilla marketing. If someone asks you, Hey, what's that sticker? You tell them it's two drunk brothers in a podcast. And all we do is sit here and bullshit and drink in the week, talk about sports gambling and talking about trending stuff that's going on in sports. So appreciate you guys subscribe, follow, let us know if you want some of those stickers and you have a fantastic weekend. Yep, that's Twitter at Two Drunk Brothers. Um, follow us, tweet at us, and hit us up. We will see you guys next week. Many men wish death upon me. Blood in my dog, and I can't see. I'm trying to be what I'm destined to be. And niggas trying to take my life away. I put a hole in a nigga for fucking with me. My back on the wall, now you gon' see Better watch how you talk when you talk about me Cause I'll come and take your life away Many men, many, 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 many men Wish death on me, dawg I don't cry no more Don't look to the sky no more Have mercy on me Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 